Welcome to Eddie's Launchpads, the Dogsorp Infant School podcast for parents, teachers and schools. Eddie and Captain Dave have another great guest on their launchpad. So sit back and enjoy the show. Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. to Launchpad, the Dogsthorpe Infant School podcast. Yes, welcome back to Eddie's Launchpad. It's the Dogsthorpe Infant School podcast for parents, teachers and schools. We have travelled to America and we are meeting with Thomas and he is from EduAid. Welcome to the show, Thomas. Thank you for having me. You've got an excellent resource that you're offering and I, I want to get it to our teachers out there who listen to this. We have many across our city of Peterborough and across the county of Cambridgeshire. So what exactly is EduAid AI and what are you offering? EduAid AI is a platform for AI-assisted lesson development. And what that means is, we offer teachers, and this goes beyond just your classroom educators. These are parents. These are whomever has an interest in the learning of a child. It gives them AI tools to build and scale up various kinds of learning resources. It could be generating a reading comprehension assignment, so to give a student a text and some accompanying questions. But it, more than that, you can add additional multiple choice questions addressing a specific learning standard or objective. You can build discussion prompts based on text that you have generated. There's a lot of mixing and matching various resources together to build something that fits your unique context. Because while an AI is great at broad-based, large things like generating texts or providing feedback or comments, it does not know your classroom. It does not know your individual student or learner quite like you do. So we want to provide the educator, we want to empower the educator and give them a sense of expertise, the feeling that they're in control and they're using an AI very similar to, I'm a huge Star Trek fan, um, the cast of the Enterprise using their computer or Lieutenant Data to help make decisions and build from there. On a traditional platform like ChatGPT, for example, where you go in and you ask the computer a, a question and it'll give you a response, our system is a little bit different in that we give you choices so you can prompt before you even need to type anything in. So you would select, I want to generate a lab for a science class. And it knows that you're going to do a lab, then you explain what you want the lab to accomplish, and it will generate an entire resource around that. We give you a lot of freedom to go in and change things. It's very much more structured than your average AI model, because we give you specific options you're able to choose to build exactly what you're looking for. Everything can be done in less than three clicks, right? We don't want to have a teacher or a parent get lost in the system. Three clicks, you can have something that you want and you can get down to subject, grade level. We can scale all the way down from preschool all the way up to post-secondary school with college students. What sort of things can you offer? This is a question we've been tackling quite a lot uh, because when we built the product originally, I'm a middle school teacher. 
I teach seventh grade students, um, 13 to 14, and we built with that age group in mind at first, and then we expanded out. We believe that early learning should be preoccupied with foundational knowledge, skills, and dispositions, agency, numeracy, and literacy, the students developing a sense of self, a respect for others, self-regulation, reading, writing, and again, abstract knowledge from mathematical concepts, basic arithmetic. So how do we do that? Well, we have an update coming very soon that is going to tackle very specifically, we're going to be looking at phonics instruction. We're going to be looking at phonemic awareness, single letter graphemes, labeling work, name writing, various some um, smaller resources that help young children learn the meaning of the alphabet, for example, or learn the meaning um, becoming more fluent readers. So how do we approach it? Well, we approach it with very small resources, right? Um, we don't want to bombard the student and lead this cognitive overload or anything like that. So we try to keep it as, as small and granular as possible. And we try to address specific skills or specific questions that we have in mind. Like, again, how does a young children, how's a young child learn the meaning of the alphabet? Well, we create a list of resources that we think help a student approach that. And that's really what we are looking at. Three broad ideas, literacy, numeracy, agency, build resources around that that teachers and parents can use. Uh, to help instruct their students on these on these very important skills, foundational skills, really. Who writes your material? Is it written by teachers? The prompt itself, the thing that addresses the AI, that is written by my co-founder and I. Both of us are teachers. But the AI itself is built on, well, essentially all of the openly available data on the internet. The way I like to describe it to people who are not very aware of what AI is, imagine that you have a self-searching encyclopedia that can format itself into something you can give to a student. You have all of this information, so much information, too much information, in fact, more than one person could possibly ever comb through in a lifetime. And it compresses it into something readable and something understandable and something addressed to a specific grade level or age level or reading level. And then it give, we give you the power to take that and shape it even further to fit your needs. So for example, let's say you want a student to look at a small reading passage with questions, and maybe the student isn't as strong of a reader as what the text calls for. You can actually say, highlight that, and we have a tool where you can increase or decrease the difficulty of the text to fit the student's needs right in the page. So we try to make everything, again, very flexible, giving the teacher and the parent the power to meet their kid where they're at. I remember watching Star Trek in the late 80s, early 90s, when it was when the next generation was first come out, and there's Captain Picard with an iPad in his office. Yeah. You know, he sat there with this thing, and I thought, well, wouldn't it be good to have that one day rather than these, mm -hmm. these big, lumpy computers that we were working on at the time when I was away, bashing away on essays, learning what I was learning at the time. Uh, and and so they had that. Then I thought, well, wouldn't it be good to to be able to have something in the corner of the room that you could just call out like Captain Picard or the people on the Enterprise mm -hmm. could call out and an answer would come back. And I thought, oh, you know, it could turn down the heating. And, and here we are now with AI and we're in an exciting place. But like a lot of things, I guess people are very wary of it and rightfully so because... As we've said, you know, not all of it is good, but it does unlock an exciting future for our children, doesn't it? It does. It does. I would say that everyone has 
are right and are totally justified to be cautious regarding this technology. And I think we should be. We don't want to jump into it headfirst. I feel as though we had a kind of a careless adoption of social media where we didn't really ask too many questions about what the effect could be. It's like, oh, I'm just connecting with some friends from school. Mm. What What's the worst that could happen? Well, a lot of negative outcomes can certainly happen when you do that. Uh, so what we think is crucially important to safeguard the effective, efficient, and um, just use of AI is to put a human in the loop, meaning we don't want these systems to be completely autonomous, just able to make decisions on their own at any time without any human oversight. Human oversight is incredibly important, and that is really built into our system at a foundational level. It can only generate what you ask it to generate. And even then, it's not a complete product. It requires that you, the human, goes into it and changes it and shapes it to fit exactly what you need. Human in the loop design in a granular design that is on a very small level, small pieces that can be stacked and built instead of just an entire finished lesson. We don't want to replace teachers. We don't want to replace parents doing the job of the teacher. What we want is to empower them, to give them more resources. As you were talking about, right, COVID happened and many of the schools went on lockdown. Teachers were desperate to digitize, to make resources available online. This presents many challenges. What we give is an online tool that is incredibly flexible, that you no longer have to wait until the next edition of the textbook gets published because our model is updating every single year. So we have more and more up-to-date information and it can provide more and more context. Context is incredibly important as well. I don't want an AI model that is going to give me a generalized answer to a question and not give me the full the full story. And while there will be bias and um, a number of concerns regarding truthfulness in AI, what I will say is it does a very good job of providing us with context when a situation is complex and a situation requires um, a deeper level of understanding beyond what may be able to be explained in, say, a paragraph or so. I teach world history, so we were talking about a specific uh, a genocide that occurred, um, the Rwandan genocide specifically. And while we were scaling the text level down to reach our students, trying to decrease the reading difficulty, my co-teacher, I teach a um, mix between students who have special needs and students who um, are on a, a general baseline. And what we found is when we were decreasing the difficulty, we got down to about a first grade level. And it said, this topic may not be appropriate for first graders. You may want to address the following. And it showed us that the topic itself required a great deal of context and background knowledge to fully understand what it means. And they did not believe, it did not believe, the AI model did not believe that the students were at that level. It understood that a first grader probably cannot tackle and have a thorough understanding of a complex social issue. And it does a great job of providing that context, especially on subjects that are touchy and that really get our passions all up in a rage. You cover the whole age range, yes? Yes, we do. Where you really get to see what this model can do currently is in our secondary to post-secondary range. Many, many different resources from, say, you teach maths, you can do an assignment with mistakes, with questions asking the student to find the mistake, correct it, and then provide an explanation. Or real-world examples for math concepts. I know many of my math colleagues 
will tell me, the students are always asking me, when am I ever going to use trigonometry in my day-to-day -day life? It's unimportant for me to learn. Well, what this system can do is take the specific topic you're learning about and say um, the Pythagorean theorem or whatever it is, and provide a real-world example of how that knowledge may become important for the student down the road. It might be about a carpenter laying out a floor plan or something like that. And what I value about that is it grounds the learning and it provides the students with a sense of ownership and a sense of urgency, right? This idea that, oh, wow, this topic will actually be applied to my life. And I really enjoy how we are able to tackle these different resource types and give teachers those specific tools. We also have a feedback generator. So a teacher can input a sample of student work and we offer four different feedback reports. One is just typographic, gives feedback on the student's spelling grammar. One is um, syntactical, deeper mechanics of writing. My favorite is the semantic feedback generator where you have feedback based on the internal logic of your paper. Also the reasoning and argumentation employed whether or not you commit a logical fallacy or anything like that in your writing. And then finally, this will address maybe lower primary school where student writing is not as in-depth that you need a full semantic analysis of it, where a teacher can input their own rubric and it will provide feedback based on the criteria that you give it. So again, vast control is what we offer teachers. Now, for the people who aren't so familiar with EdTech and, and, and how things work, what would a parent or a teacher who's unfamiliar with any of this, what exactly would they need other than a computer? All they would need is a computer. It's totally free. All you do is just input your email. We send you a link. You click on that. You're in our site. Um, we have tutorials coming to show you how to use it. But we try to make our system as intuitive as, as possible. So once you make your account, which is, again, a one-click process, very simple. We don't send you emails. We don't blow up your inbox with garbage, right? <laughs> we just want you to have open access to valuable resources to support student learning. You get on our site, and we have people, you know, I had my grandmother play with it, and she's not tech savvy whatsoever, you know, in her later 70s, never once really got into touching a computer. She knows how to work her iPhone, and she plays on her tablet when she goes to Facebook. But other than that, not too uh, tech savvy. And she was able to figure it out by, on her own. In one to two clicks, she had something pop up. She wanted to know about the uh, – she bowls a lot. She wanted to know about the st structure of a bowling ball, how they're made, right? That's right. what she's familiar with. Uh -huh. And it provided a full text. My grandfather, who makes bowling balls himself – verified he's like yes this is exactly correct this oh, is the anatomy wow. of the structure of a bowling ball there were questions that go along with it and she did this in about 30 seconds on her own she clicked reading comprehension typed in the structure of a bowling ball generate and it was right there so again very very minimal background knowledge necessary no purchasing whatsoever our platform is 100 free and even when we do offer a paid uh, version there's a base part of this that will always 100% be free and openly available to anyone who needs it. Folks, if you're listening to this, it's well worth you going to at least have a look at the website and have a tour around and see what EduAid offers because EduAid AI is, I think, is going to be at the forefront of next year's planning because it's it offers so, so much. And what I love about it is it covers all age groups. 
where do they go? What's what's where's the best place for them to go to to hear more and to learn more about what you offer, Thomas? I would say the best place is our site, eduate.ai. We offer our blog, which provides many different explainers, frequently asked questions. We will have a YouTube up very soon that will offer demos to show you how to work through this. But more than that, we actually offer you a tool to ask follow-up questions. If you get a resource and you're not really sure if it's factually accurate or not, you can go in and chat with the AI and ask, can you provide a resource to support this claim? Or can you provide me with a link to a site where this information may be found? And it will do that. You can ask it to follow up and explain its work to you as the teacher or as the user so that you can then defend it and take ownership for it. And so another great Launchpad show comes to an end. But don't worry, Eddie and Captain Dave will be back next week for another exciting trip on their learning journey. Until next time, be kind, be respectful, and don't forget to dream, believe, and shine.